Hi, I'm Justine. And I'm Sarah Levon. And we are so glad you're here. We believe that your life has the potential to make a deep, meaningful impact on the world around you. You, as a nurse, have the ability to add value to every single person and patient you touch. We want to inspire you with resources, education, and stories to support you to live your absolute best life, both in and outside of work. But don't expect perfection over here. We're just here to have some conversations about anything birth, work, and life, trying to add some happy to your hour as we all grow together. By nurses, for nurses, this is Happy Hour with Bundle Birth Nurses. It is the last episode of season three. We really can't believe that we're here. It's so funny. Again, we've said like, we don't even realize we have a podcast, but we've made it through three seasons. And so we were trying to plan for how do we end this season in a fun way and also like a dreamy way because we're very hopeful around here and we want to inspire you towards hope. So what we're going to do today is really fun. And I hope you find it really fun and inspirational for little baby changes that could happen on your unit to set everyone up for success. So we are going to dream up a bundle birthed unit. If we could design from scratch, what would it look like? How would the structure be? And I'm going to infuse some research because there's been a lot of research on what families want. And we also know that the mood and the environment really does set the patient up for success with air quotes, because success means whatever the birth outcome is, physiologic birth, their ability to cope to downregulate their nervous system, avoiding trauma, helping us walk into an environment also more regulated. I think we potentially underestimate the power of our environment to influence our lives. I'm currently sitting in my house right now recording this episode and I am surrounded by plants. I've become a plant lady and I think about when I walk into my house and there are actual grow lights, there's something about a grow light for you in your life. People walk into my house and they're like, oh my God, it feels so good. And I'm like, it's the plants and it's the grow lights. It's the actual life energy. And when the lights go off in my house, it's like, oh, my body feels different. So I walk into my house, I'm like, oh, I love my environment. And I've set up a world in which I can escape from the stressors of life. And that's how it should feel when they're laboring. They shouldn't be stressed by their environment. They should be feeling really good about it. My best friend, when she gave birth, shout out to Hogue Irvine. And she was like six to seven centimeters at home. Don't ask me how we knew that. And she was like trying to wait for eight. And she was like, no, I think I just want to go in. I just want to go in and labor there. And in my head, I'm thinking, why would you want to do that? We have the vibe. Like, it's so nice here. There's candles, little lights. Like, let's get in the shower, blah, blah, blah. Mind you, she was going pretty quickly. And so I'm glad we went when we did. But when we got there, I was like, Oh, I see why you want to be here. They'd blown up the tub for her. There was space lights in the room. It was like totally a vibe that they'd set for her. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes, we want to labor here. And that's how we ideally would want it to feel. I know that's not the reality for most of us, but there are some little tweaks that we can do along the way. I hope you feel inspired by this episode. We haven't talked about it either. So I'm curious how we'll differ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say some (laughs) things that come to my mind sometimes. I'm like, that was the silliest thing you could have thought of. But I was thinking about the waiting room. And I was like, my first thought was carpet, that I wanted carpet. I don't know why. I know. Because I think 
Well, first of all, I'm like, they're ruptured. Like, they're bleeding. Like, what am I yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. Right? And, but I think when I think about going into bedrooms that have carpet, it always is so nice, like, on my feet. Mm-hmm. I think I miss carpet, though. My house doesn't yeah. have any carpet. Same. So I just miss it. I nix that idea and immediately. <laughs> so, just so you know, when you're brainstorming ideas, it's okay to just uh, nix the ones that come to your brain. Uh, <laughs> that's really funny. I envision hardwood floors for the sake of safety and wipeability. And let's start with the triage process. So they walk in, and what do we see in the environment? Smiling faces. Yep. Nice lighting. Mm-hmm. Not hospital lighting. Good decor. Just like not neutrals. Not. Oh my God. Lame. And like, there's so many cute places. Nelly, in fact, there's like an office space I need to send you that is so stunning. Oh <laughs> my God. Wood features. Or I hear like water. There's like a water feature yeah, like a in waterfall. the corner, like a water wall. But no cheesy vinyl chairs, comfy chairs, but like But I understand smushy. like the need for plastic because that's infection. fine. But I want it to look chic, <laughs> chic and trendy and calming. And maybe there's like spa music and it smells Amazing. lavender. And maybe there's like a TV going with like little tips to downregulate their nervous system while you're waiting here. Take a deep breath in. Let's breathe together. See, like everyone in the waiting area watching it, breathing with me. In totally. I love it. your lungs. There's like a little um, cucumber water station. Oh my gosh. Snacks. Cute. Yes. I love it. And with like a snack sign that says, if you're here for a scheduled C-section, please don't touch this station. No, totally. Like people that should eat and people that, you know, be informed. (laughs) I don't want to give away business ideas, but like that there would be a way that they could scan a QR code and use their time wisely. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned on that one. But that they would have something to do that feels productive. I almost imagine a couple of birth balls that mm-hmm. they can check out. And then they end up checking back in to wipe down so that they're cleanly. There's like a place that they could pace with a handlebar on the wall where they could like stand and sway and lean. And the labor warm-up is on the wall of like killing time. Think you're in labor. Try some of these exercises. And it's almost like this little, oh my God, like a labor lounge. Well, okay. So that was on my list. That's, my labor yeah, lounge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, then I'm like, it has to be a pretty big triage area. Or do you have like a room next to the triage area? Well, this is going to be the most popular unit in the US. People will drive forever to give birth here. So yes. And it's like you have your So you have two rooms. You have room like you just want to like sit, check in Mm -hmm. for your C-section. And then you have like, oh, next door, labor lounge. And that's like very vibey. Yep. And it's like, press this button if you are feeling you need to push or something. Mm -hmm. Like maybe not a button, but there's like some sort of indicator that like, if you feel these things, please let us know. And this is how you let us know. And we will expedite the process. Or maybe you don't tell them that because then people abuse it. But you get the idea. I love the idea of a labor lounge where they can comfortably labor and they don't feel quite so shunned if triage is crazy. And the ones that have been triaged and maybe they're doing the walk, they go into the labor lounge for the Mm -hmm. couple of hours and Mm -hmm. they have all of those resources available to sort of just be comfortable. And maybe there's like an outdoor access to some mm-hmm. sort of outdoor feature. The um, Hogervine has that. They have a little like labor walk pathway mm-hmm. right outside. Yeah, that's really nice. I love all of that. Oh yeah, my that God, this is lovely. the most fun conversation I've had in so long. I've been having very boring conversations, clearly. I would streamline the paperwork somehow, some way. I don't know how. Tell me. Ooh, they all get an iPad. And if they're waiting, they can fill in their own information. Oh, that's good. Their own Of like, how many times have you been pregnant? And it auto-populates. We are just full of business ideas. Someday our app will be able to do that. (laughs) 
but it auto populates so that it's sort of like the nurse can get an idea of like, why are you there? Blah, blah, blah. And then they don't have, they can just verify the information when they get inside. And maybe it gets shot off to triage. Like as soon as they submit it, the triage nurse can pull it up before they even like see the patient. Mm -hmm. And that could even be a way of who they're going to see next automatically based on what they've answered. Mifty them. Sort. Ooh, this is what I need. Mind you, you need someone laying eyes, but yes, like if they've laid eyes and they're like, oh, okay, I hear you, go sit down. Now, mind you, I also would dream of a unit that's so well-staffed that they wouldn't even need the waiting area. So like might be a mute point. (laughs) Private or public triage rooms? And do we triage in an LDR? Some hospitals, they bring them to an LDR and then, and or it's LDRP where they're just like a revolving door. What structure do we like? Man, I don't know. I think there's something to changing environment. The idea of like a triage is a different space and like you leave and you're going to go to the labor room. We'll talk inductions, but I even like some units and we're trying to do it, having rooms that you do the ripening in. And then when they're in labor, like an active labor, mm. they move to the labor room. And it's nice because if they're there for like three or four days, it feels different because they change yeah. the room. But anyways, so I think private's nice. And if we're dreaming yeah. it, I can do whatever I want. And there's as many nurses as possible, private. I agree. I would want private triage. This is my own personal preference of structure, but I really like the idea that there is a triage area. I think for the nurse's well-being, because that would matter to me if I was designing a unit, that like it is kind of nice to change roles, to not do the same thing all the time. And there's benefit and you get parts of that when you're triaging. And then if they're admitted, you take them. But then it sort of feels like this luck of the draw and you don't know what you're going to end up doing all night. And there is an element Mm -hmm. of control that I like. So (laughs) I envision a triage area that is private rooms that feel still very calming, probably smaller, where you have centralized monitoring. There's at least two nurses there. I'm thinking like the ICU layout. I don't know what ICUs people have seen, but I kind of like that they can like sit in a pod and like see in their rooms. Like they can see what's going on, but that's not super private for the patient. But then you can like see multiple rooms. Because what I like about our area, my triage is it's not private. They're curtains, but I can hear and see everything. I would be worried if the door was closed or like, what am I not seeing or what yeah. what I miss? Speaking of windows, I'm like, I love the idea of floor to ceiling windows and sort of like that tech where you flip the switch and the window goes non-see-through. Ooh, yay. And like that goes for the outdoor. (laughs) (laughs) Or like we're up somewhere with an incredible view Mm -hmm. and you can totally see outside and then you can flip it and like change the wall to an image or change the wall Mm -hmm. to a wall. They want to see outside and there would be assurance that it wouldn't be see-through from the outside. You can't see anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have the option of kind of almost feeling like they're outside and nurses would be able to see them, but they would still have that privacy of the patient area. Yeah. It was very modern to me and very chic. Like I see so many neutrals with little mm-hmm. like calming colors here and there. Every room has a TV where they have access to meditations. They have access to different, imagine like Apple screensavers. So nice. Like choose your vibe for the room. They have a speaker. They can program whatever For they sure. want. Alexa, they whatever their phones. Yeah, like tell Alexa what's up, uh-huh. etc. And then I do see a triage unit where then you transfer to an LDR. But I would advocate for LDRP. I've never okay, worked so here in LDRP. Here's what uh, I don't like about LDRP is that a me. lot of them they stay in that room for so long. Mm-hmm. If it's nice to change rooms, but to pack up is such a pain. Once you've been settled, it's like, you know, when you go to a hotel, for me, if I'm bringing all my stuff, I want to give birth, I want to clean up and I just want to be settled. 
I don't want to have to do the move and change nurses. And it interrupts the bonding for the baby, your skin to skin and breastfeeding. And then you have to like and relocate. And then they're assessing you. And this I learned at Hogue Irvine was she stayed the whole time in the same room, which they don't all or no, they do. I think they are always LDRP, but it was like, from a patient perspective, it felt so just like, okay, now we're in a new season and like, this is our room. And then you also don't have to design two different designs. Yeah, Um, it would be nice. So it's a dream unit. So housekeeping is like on it. Oh yeah. These rooms are refreshed so often. Yeah. And they smell so nice. Yeah. (laughs) And they have fridges. They have hot and cold water makers. And almost like I imagine like a soda stream where you could choose like, between sparkling, you could add flavor, you can order on your iPad. I imagine like secrets where we had Cancun. You can like order your room service at any point. It's all included for you and your partner. You can order your lactation on your menu. You can watch lessons. If you have a question, there's little education videos there. There's shower, there's bath, there's all of the tools in the room. Also, the other thing I liked about, clearly I know where I want to give birth, but Hogue had this really cool sliding glass door in their labor rooms where all of the supplies and the baby warmer were behind it. Mm -hmm. So they like, basically when the birth happened, they opened up this wall. They had access to everything they needed for the actual birth, but it was hidden during the actual birth. Oh, it was very cool. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. I regret not working there. Yeah. Well, there's regrets telling them no. <laughs> Maybe you can take that back. Sorry. Right. Never mind. And actually, I'll speak to there's a study done in 2023 called Environmental Factors Influencing Women's Childbirth Experiences and Labor Delivery Recovery Postpartum Unit, a qualitative cross-sectional study. What they did was they asked a bunch of women what they wanted and they narrowed it down to three different categories. And one was a meaning-oriented environment. They wanted physical security and physical comfort. So under that, under the meaning, they wanted to minimize noise pollution. So we'd have noise canceling walls. They'd have ambient lighting. So lots of lighting and soft lighting, of course, like all the tools that we need for us to function, but like candles, there's like a cupboard of comfort measures in your drawer that you can choose from. And if things went missing, it would be no big deal because whatever, we have so much money that we're so (laughs) well-funded. And then they did actually say LDRP was their preference. Under the physical security, it was privacy, bed ergonomics, and then having the possibility of medical interventions if they needed it. So like, of course, having access to anesthesia. And then for physical comforts, they wanted promising symbols of becoming a mother, a peaceful environment, and a spiritual environment, which I thought was really interesting. We talk about this in our physiologic coping class, by the way. This is one component of how we can help our patients cope. So we break that down really far in our physiologic coping class. This is all the content that I taught in Cancun. So if you're bummed about missing Cancun slash if you've taken physiologic birth, this is basically physiologic birth part two. If you know the stuff from this class and physiologic birth, you are miles ahead in your practice. And so we are teaching a one-time only two-day class, end of February, February 29th and March 1st. And I'm literally teaching it once and all of the proceeds are going towards our new app, which actually yesterday on stories, I shared what it looks like. Good amount. Yeah. And what I, is, I, was, I was, was like, whoa, like, she's doing it. I know. I know. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm just so excited and we're rolling. There's no going back, but I will be candid and just say, we do have to pay for this thing. And it's not cheap as you can imagine. And I've committed to pay for things. They might not be able to imagine. Just the average person has no idea how much apps are. I'll say like our goal is 1,500 participants to the physiologic birth class. So please invite your friends. 
It's recorded for two weeks. Help us fund this app and give you all of the features. But our goal, we have to make 1,500 people. So you can do the math of how expensive it is to just get going. So that's me just being transparent about why I've been so stressed. Because again, I've committed to funds that we do not have. So that's my emotional ploy to come to the class. But also we're offering value with the class because it truly is. I spent two years prepping the content. Mm -hmm. I went and I flew different places in the world to learn from experts to integrate into our practice. We're bringing in Krista Dancy for a piece of it. So she's going to do some trauma-informed stuff. If you talk to anybody that's been to Cancun, I saw a DM come in the other day where it was like, I got to use all of my tools with my patient last night. It went beautifully. We hear that all the time. So just know it's not because we're greedy. It's because we're actually trying to create more products for you to better your practice. So come to the class. And we talk about mood and environment in that class, including this particular study. Yeah. And speaking of coping, so let's go on to like, what would be what we use? What would you want? I would want a shower and a tub. I'd want a closet full of supplies, including bars and balls. I'd want like the ladder thing on the wall. I'd want like a pole to hold. I'd want affirmations built into the environment. I'd want all sorts of twinkle lights and candles available and diffusers with like a whole menu of things that you can order. Maybe you order it on your iPad and like there's like Mm -hmm. a CNA that comes in that's just like your comfort person. I'd love a volunteer doula program slash, I don't even know that it's volunteered. I would actually take that fully back. I wouldn't want it volunteer. I think that's just what we naturally think. I would want paid doulas on the floor that can be available for comfort measures that work with the team that really integrate well. I'd like them to be able to eat during labor if it's appropriate, obviously. And I'd like all of these to be available for low and high risk patients. Would you have a um, acupuncturist? I would have an acupuncturist. We'd have tens units in every room, which by the way, we sell the ones from the UK that are like the standard for labor. We're one of the only distributors in the US. If you're looking for a tens unit, we have those available on our site, but I'd have a tens unit there that they can get using. Yeah. I'd have all of our educational resources everywhere and almost like a beautiful educational wall where they can like walk over. Everything would be on telly and or intermittent auscultation is the norm until it's not. And then when it's not, there's telemetry. And when that's not, then we of course have all the high risk stuff, but I also would love- We're going to have to dust it off though, because we rarely use it. We'll be like, oh, exactly. Like, hold on. We need that in service. I'd love to have two educators (laughs) available on the floor to help make sure that we're up to date on everything. Everything. I'd like the manager's office to be present and with a clear wall where they can, there's transparency of leadership of what people are working on and that they're super accessible to the staff. I would lo- oh my God. Oh, nighttime manager. Oh my for God. sure. I want a, a trauma therapist on the unit <laughs> and they are trauma informed. So when you have a hard shift, you can go directly to them. By the way, take our healing trauma and birth professional class. That's our gift to you in down-regulating your nervous system because we don't have this, but I would love a unit that has somebody that could respond to critical incidents, that could follow up with the mental health of the nursing staff. I've been talking the whole time because I'm rattling off. What else would you add, Justine? You said it all. I heard once that there was a unit, and if this is your unit, please reach out to me because I want to know. But they had nitrous ports oh, yeah. all along their hallway where they could just like literally plug in. Stop. Hit the nitrous. Hit it. No. Keep walking. And <laughs> yeah. Isn't that not wild? Stop. That's so yeah. cool. It's like an oxygen bar. Like you go to your little mattress bar along yes. your little walkway. Yeah. Like some sort of walking and laboring, but the telly reaches everywhere. Ooh, I'm thinking like a cruise ship. Oh, yeah, they have like a yeah. cool walking path. Yeah. So like having Do a Do I not seem like a cruiser? No, I don't see you as a cruiser. I'm like maybe really fancy cruise. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think you would like to be confined to the boat for that long. You'd be like, oh, I want to no. go do things. <laughs> no. If we were at port, don't tell me when to come back. Right. I yeah. want to just explore and enjoy my life. Yeah. Totally. Anyways, like the fun walking paths, mm-hmm. good views. I wish it could be like interactive. This is literally, there was never happened because of HIPAA, but we're dreaming so they can walk and they can like see procedures. But I think only nurses would love to see that. Oh my God. So there's a separate unit for nurses who are gnarly like that. While they are in labor, they can watch heart surgery. There's a trauma coming in. Let me watch this. So silly. See, again, these are the ideas say and then cross off. I mean, I don't know how good for anybody's nervous system that would be, but I would love a hospital where like (laughs) I could walk down like the back hidden hallway as a nurse and I can peep other things going on. That would be really cool. (laughs) But maybe instead of like an amputee, amputation going on, you could like... (laughs) watch that you could bird watch there could be bird watching oh, i saw a meme okay. where it was like all of a sudden you're young and then the next minute you're like looking at birds and like caring about them and i was like that's <laughs> me i could literally sit and watch birds what about vr i would oh, want yeah. vr available even though it can be like nausea inducing and stuff but i actually was a part of a study right before i left the hospital where they were looking it's been published now they were using vr for comfort yeah. meditation and like take you to a new place and whatever but like that would be a really fun fair can you imagine how cool that would be you have your little like yeah. soda stream water maker. And if you want to socialize with other people in labor or postpartum, there's like a little connecting spot. There's support groups that like, I'm going to my new mom support group this afternoon. Not that anybody would want to do that, but like, I don't know. Sometimes you're feeling like connecting That's and then postpartum. We didn't even think about postpartum. Well, and now we connecting, forget. you could do antepartum. You could have things for Ooh. the like yes, programs for, for that the, like a community room. And they have where like a there's... daily plan where they're like, this is my itinerary today. Cute. I'm going here. I'm and like go this. bed exercises bed and exercises. like mental health stuff. Again, and they're going to get their hair done. We know I want that. For sure. Their nails. And they're still being monitored and they're still safe. On? Yeah, but so often they're NST. So they're able to walk down the hallway, get their nails done, get their hair done, yep. go back, go to their yep. breastfeeding class. Massage therapist. The best. Included. Everyone in postpartum gets massage and myofascial. And you have a myofascial person on at all time to do releases. Oh, my God. I hope someone like really rich is listening to this and is like, I want to do I want to be the advisor on that board. (laughs) I don't want to do it myself, but I will give all of my ideas and what the literature says along the way. There's an article too, we can link down below called Birth Space. It's an older article. I can't remember if this is the Australia one, but it really nailed down a million things you can do. It was like an 80 page document where they looked at the research and like what they did. And I think it was Australia. Don't quote me on that. You can read it for yourself. But I also mentioned that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Postpartum. Well, I think they're LDRP, right? So we can, we included mm-hmm. it, but again, it would be massage therapists. It would be food, super enthusiastic, highly trained, highly motivated lactation yes. consultants. <laughs> and nurses that yes. are also feel really confident about the postpartum period yeah. and feel like you're getting education. I would love, like you have somebody that goes around and does baby basics in the room of let's talk through your basic skills to send you home. Like your discharge training isn't just like a packet of information. It's like, we're going to do these little mini sessions one-on-one with you and your baby. It's going to be on breastfeeding. It's going to be on infant care. It's going to be on safety, on sleep, and then send them home with this robust resource list 
of follow-ups if they need help and assistance. And there would be in-home postpartum nurse visits on day, you know, depending on when they go home, like 48 hours after discharge, between 48 and 72 hours after discharge, and then like two weeks after discharge for postpartum depression, Mm. perinatal mood and anxiety disorder screenings and making sure we're grabbing them and then having like a robust program for post. Like we got it, Justine. We got it. I mean, really yummy food too. I'm thinking like oh, all the best. things they say you're supposed to eat to support your body postpartum yep. and like a very- I imagine hot lactation chocolate chip cookies. They do that at my old hospital at like 3 p.m. I don't know if they do it anymore, but they used to do like 3 p.m. milk and cookies. That's Cute. like so cool. Yeah. We just started giving these like pretty intense baskets of like really tasty, yummy treats for postpartum. And I'm like, man, this is nice. What's the hospital in New York that gives Chanel gift bags out? I don't know. Yeah, I just saw a TikTok of this girl. I was like, I delivered this hospital and like she like puts plunks down her Chanel gift bag. And I'm like, that's what we need. Hello. That's That's so cool. Sponsored items. Yeah. So just easy. Let's just do all that, guys. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Again, our billionaire friends listening. Listening. We've got <laughs> this the is potentially a very lucrative you. thing. Yeah. And then we have the postpartum suites, the four seasons for postpartum oh, yeah, support can, like, that anybody can afford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anybody can afford them. They're all free. <laughs> Everything's free. Everything's free. I don't know how people make money, the billionaires that want to support us, but everything's right. free because <laughs> it's a dream. <laughs> so fun. Well, that was fun. And everyone is well-trained and everyone feels really confident that we're never understaffed. You can have one-on-one nursing care and once they're active, anything pre, obviously like, hello. And the nurses that you actually stay in the room, but you can also be friendly with one another, that there's that balance of like the patient feels seen, but also you're not socializing because I know that's important. And there's like fun events for the nurses and your nurse's week gift isn't just a water bottle and the whole vibe. I think those of you listening, obviously like this is the dream and it can feel really discouraging of like, oh my God, we're so far from this. But I think that there are always things that we can be doing to consider our environment, whether it be lowering the lights before you bring your induction in. So it's not just bright lights the whole way in, right? Considering those kind of like the privacy piece close the door. Patients mm-hmm. want privacy. They're not expecting the four seasons. They're expecting to be cared with dignity and respect, I hope. And they may actually not even be expecting that, which is too bad. But show them that that is possible, right? And again, your energy matters. We say this in every single one of our programs. We talk extensively about this in Physiologic Coping, which we'll link down below. But pay attention, pause at the door, listen to Vanessa's episode about that first impression and building rapport and how to present yourself in a way that sets them up for an environment that feels good. And then consider one thing that you could do on your unit or in your practice to promote a better mood for your patient. And then we can keep dreaming all of us together of the day that we get $3 billion to build out the perfect labor unit. And we'll all move to that Work place. There. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> can you imagine how many labor nurses would leave to work at that unit? We would be so well-staffed because they would be so excited to work in an environment like that. I want to work in a beautiful place. I'm like, we've been designing this new website. We had like a whole design meeting this morning where I was just like, it has to feel a certain way because the environment matters so much, whether it be a website or whether it be the coffee shop that I want to work in and stay around in. Like that's the environment we want. Oh my God. Can you imagine like a little coffee shop? outside for the dads and or partners and they can go out and they have like red raspberry leaf tea and lactation tea and like, ah, I want to do it. I want to do it. It would be amazing. 
Well, that was fun. Thanks for joining us on that journey. And joining us this whole season. You can start a podcast and hope that people listen and you guys are listening and we're really grateful for every single one of you that does and sort of puts up with... There's been some episodes this season that have been rather challenging. We brought a lot of invitation, but we've also brought a lot of challenge. And I hope you hear us that we mean that in so much love and so much belief in a better world for families and also you living your best life and feeling really good about how you practice and how you're treated and how you treat others. And so that's really what we're here to do is help support you you along the way. And so I hope this season has felt that way, whether it be the episodes that we've done ourselves or with other guests, just know that we are always here for you. If you need support, if you need something, please reach out. We really want to be that buffer for you in your practice so that you can live your best life. Thanks for spending your time with us during this season of Happy Hour with Bundle Birth Nurses. If you like what you heard, it helps us both if you subscribe, rate, leave a raving review, and share this episode and season and series with a friend. If you want more from us, head to bundlebirthnurses.com or follow us on Instagram. Now it's your turn to go and dream a little. It may be about what your unit could be. It may be about your life. Sometimes we need to create some light and some light in the sunshine sense of the word and light as far as not heavy in our lives and dreaming about a better future. While it may sometimes feel hopeless, it also can feel really hopeful. So go dream a little and we'll see you next season.